This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Way Better Snacks, which are made with only simple, premium ingredients that parents can feel good about. Learn more at GoWayBetter.com. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. And on today's episode of Spawned, we're going to talk all about back to school. Yeah, as parents with children who are in school, this is a thing we're thinking about these days. <laughs> Maybe you and are too. it seems too. to get bigger and bigger every year. It starts in like the middle of July and goes until the end of September if you're in New York like Liz. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we'll end with our cool picks of the week. Okay, well, listen, I have to tell you something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's just a funny story that happened to me. You know that I have stomach issues. Isn't that like another aspect of parenting they don't tell you about in the manual? You will have stomach issues you will the rest have of your stomach life. Issues, yes, that you never had before. So a friend of mine recommended this like probiotic kefir drink. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, I went to Wegmans, I bought this bottle, and it's like, you know, the size of like I don't know, a Gatorade that you would get at a convenience store. You're so good with all these healthy well, I like, try. kombucha and probiotics. I try. I'm like having a big iced coffee here right now. Anyway. Well, <laughs> I drank the whole thing uh-huh. and it was delicious. And, you know, I my stomach was fine. Whatever. I go this morning to like get my next bottle and I look at the label and it says in big, bold letters, 30 day supply. <gasps> oh my God. You drank the whole thing? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Are we going to get through this podcast? I don't know. If you hear some errant noises. <laughs> or if I'm like, we'll, we'll be back right after this. And we, we do that like four or five times. Yes. My apologies in advance, listeners. Anyway, so I just had to tell you, I'm still cracking up about it. Okay. We'll try not to make this an extra long podcast <laughs> just for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll be speeding we, through. Listeners, so just know we'll get you out of here soon. All right. So when it comes <laughs> to back to school, I think the biggest questions we get, of course, other than our back to school shopping guide, which mm-hmm. we have on our site which right now. Does not include a 30-day supply of coconut whatever. (laughs) Kefir. Kefir. None of that in your children's lunchboxes. No, no, no. But I think we get asked a lot about making the transition back and then how to make mornings. It's always the mornings that people ask us about, like like we're supposed to know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you have four kids. I have two. And you still manage to get out more easily and quickly than I do. So you're my back-to-school mornings Sherpa, Kristen. Well, that's a lot of pressure, although I do know that you started the list with a schedule last year. We did, thanks to my boyfriend. He's like Mr. Spreadsheet. So he helped us create a schedule. And actually, we just did a post on lots of cool free printables, and one of these is in here. And it's just a weekly calendar blank that we put up on the wall right by the kitchen and it says like Monday, Sage, Gym, Tuesday, Thalia, Dance. So we knew every morning like you have to wear sneakers this day or you can't wear a dress this day. So that was just a little thing that really helped because we used to have so many morning bites about like, ah, why didn't you wear your sneakers on your gym day? Or you forgot to bring your, you know, after school stuff for this activity. Right, right. It was hard to keep up. So, I mean, how do you do it with four kids? Well, I do the same thing. You know, I do it the night before though. Mm. Um, And I think my kids are pretty regimented in terms of knowing what they need to know. And I think by sheer size of my family, they have just come to be super responsible about knowing, okay, this is gym day. This is library day. And you know what? If they forget stuff, I don't help them out, which is a total, you know, Jessica Leahy gift of failure thing. And they've learned 
okay, I need to figure out a way to remind myself if I do. And also, I think the thing for us is getting back to the schedule earlier than like the night before the school starts. Do you right. guys start your schedule like a couple days before to get them ready? Or do you, you just kind of dive in? I'm in New York. We don't even go back to school this year till September 6th. Wow. <laughs> My kids are still in camp. I'm hardly even thinking about it. Yeah. But mostly what I try to do is start with bedtimes earlier because, yes. you know, it's tough over the summer. We're letting them stay up pretty late. Plus, it's not even dark out until nine o'clock. So I think that's the first thing is getting them back on the schedule of in bed, reading for a half hour, go to sleep. I think that alone just starts getting them in the habit and getting them better rested. Yeah, I totally do that. I mean, I start like a week in advance with the earlier bedtimes and kind of wow. ease it in. Yeah, just because I feel like, you know, like you, my kids have been staying up later and I do have a couple of kids that are younger than yours. Like I have the five-year-old who really needs to be going to bed earlier and, yeah. you know, my seven-year-old can stay up a little bit. So I might start them off like trying to get them towards their bedtime by doing like in 15-minute increments. I know that's a little structured, uh -huh. but I find then when it's the first days of school, they're not fighting me when I'm like, it's time for bed. They're used to it already. Yeah. I am all about anything that makes no more fights. <laughs> like decrease the number of fights is my goal. Which is also why you bring candy on airplanes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it all comes together. Yes. Well, you know, I have to say I channel you a lot and I always think, okay, Kristen's like a single mom with four kids and she's got it down. I know you have a bracelet that says WWKD. What I would know. Kristen do? I do. I, I actually have I showed you my new tattoo. You haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I can't wait. It's on my ankle wait. in Morse code. Is that what that said? I thought it was a rat. <laughs> but if you're like me, like if you have one or two kids, if you're in a two family home, if you have lots of support, then like me, you probably look at somebody like Kristen and go, oh my gosh, how does she do it? But I think often solutions come from problems. And I think that single parents or parents of many children, I would say many as in more than two, yes. are forced to create systems that work because otherwise you just can't function without them. And I think those of us who have it a little easier or have fewer kids, like it's easier to get away with not making kids do chores or not having them go to bed in time or not having them pack their own lunches because, you know, we can handle it. But when you are forced... <laughs> to deal with four of them, you have no choice. You've got to like get so your systems true. down. And so I think it's just good evidence that we can all do this. And sometimes I think as parents, we tend to be the fallback. Like, eh, okay, I'll get it done. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to, to Jessica Leahy's point, like, oh, I can finish it. Oh, I can always rush their lunch off to school if they forgot it. Oh, I can help them remember. You make me want to be a better mom, Kristen. <laughs> you give me inspiration that like this can be done. Like kids can do this. I think we just have to give them the opportunity to fail sometimes. Yeah. And force of habit. I mean, that's just how it is. Like, I wouldn't be able to survive if I had to do all that. And I mm -hmm. probably still do more than I should, especially when it comes to cleaning up, like we talked about last week. I mean, there are a lot of things where I'm just like, you know what? It's going to be easier for me to do this instead of waiting for them to do it. Sure. So, you know, I have my things too. But when it comes to this whole schedule in the morning, that is something that I am very firm about. And one of the other reasons why is because of screen time. And I don't know if you have this issue as well, but my kids, they love to play on their screens. What? And, I don't even know um, what you're talking about. I know. My kids read nature books only. <laughs> all the in time. In nature. Nature books only in nature. <laughs> in Brooklyn, which is quite a challenge. And then they, on their own accord, they just choose to write epic poetry about every book they've read. 
yeah, and yeah. share it in calligraphy and post it on their walls. So my thing is you got to get your schedule done in the morning so that you can play on your screen time. Although I'm going to be honest with you. So I you, wait, wait, wait. I just want to go back a second. So yes. you're saying you tie the accomplishment of the schedule to screen time rewards. I do because if you have everything done. And what are those things on the schedule? Because I know ours are pretty basic. It's like get up 7.15, 7.20, brush teeth, 7.30, pack backpack. You know, it's kind of basic yeah, ours, stuff. I don't have the times laid out because, and my kids get up super early. I know you have one super early riser, but it's, it depends on the person. Like for Bridget, who's my youngest, it literally says get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I have that for my nine-year-old. Put on pants. <laughs> <laughs> my fourth grader needs that too. Well, we, we always say we call her Sage, Sage, Sage because you have to say everything three times. So we're always like, Sage, put on your pants. Sage, Sage, what are you doing? Sage, Sage, Sage. <laughs> we Aww. call her Sage, Sage, Sage. Sage She's easily cubed. distracted. So, but but she also loves time. So one of the tricks is we got her a digital watch. Oh, see, and there she you go. Loves and that's it. why you guys have the times on there. I think yeah. that's great. I think that's a great way to take her strengths. Yeah, and she's very literal, which is kind of awesome. So I can say to her, okay, it's 7.15. It's time to brush teeth. And she'll go, mom, it's 7.14. So you've got one minute. <laughs> she is like down with the times to the second. Yeah, I mean, I have everything from, you know, my kids have morning chores they have to do, emptying the dishwasher. If there's dishes still left in the sink, they have to load it, eating breakfast. You know, I try to think about myself and how I really don't love to wake up and eat first thing. Yeah, me too. And it's hard for my kids, but they need to eat something before school. So I actually do put that on the list. Wait, your kids don't, because my kids wake up starving. Yeah, but your kids don't eat anything. <laughs> That's so. true, but they still wake up starving. And you know my what? Kids... My boyfriend's kids wake up starving too, and they eat everything. So Wow, that's so interesting. I don't know. I, no. I know. I'm like you. I wake up and I'm like, ugh, food. Yeah, I don't want to eat in the morning. So I'll put that on the list. You know, my son actually for a while did his homework in the mornings. So he would do his homework. I make sure they have their backpacks packed up. It's all on the list. And I actually have them write it out or if they forget, then I write it out. And I'll tell you what, it makes life so much easier because they just check everything off. And then if they have any time left, you know, usually it's like a solid 30 or 45 minutes. Then I let them play screen time. You have 30 or 45 minutes left in the morning before school. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Yes. Totally. I don't even <laughs> deserve to be on this podcast with you. We're like, yay, we made it out the door. Only three minutes late today. Mornings are my jam, man. <laughs> wow. I am like, we yeah. do not have that. And I, I and I do have a daughter who gets up early and she likes to do her reading in the morning. So we let oh, her yeah, do that that's now. Great. But yeah, there's no such thing as 45 minutes left. Yeah, before I mean, I have early risers. Starts. So to those of you listeners who are feeling like, what? Just know you're not alone. <laughs> I don't get it either. I should be honest and say it's my three younger ones. You know, Quinlan, who's 12 is a lot like Sage in that she likes to sleep. Yeah. You know, if she was the only one, there would be no time left to get her out of the house. Yeah. And what's going to be interesting is she starts middle school and that starts almost 45 minutes before elementary school. Oh, wow. I know. So it's going to be very curious to see how this goes. Well, I'm having a little panic about that too because my daughter is starting middle school in sixth grade this year, which is in the complete opposite direction of our oh. grade school. And they start at the same time. Yay. <laughs> so... That's my next thing I have to work out is how do you get your kids to 
different schools at the same time. I've got three schools, four kids, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of breakfast, you know, yeah. since your kids are starving, like, how do you guys handle that? Do you have different offerings? Like, how do you make that work in your My house? My kids are pretty consistent. They tend to like oatmeal a lot in the morning. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like that McCann's instant oatmeal. They love that stuff. Since they were pretty young, they could like boil water in the tea kettle, pour it over the oats, and done. You know, there's usually like fruit if they want it. Like, my younger daughter will eat anything melon. So they can get stuff out themselves. Or sometimes they just want kind of cereal. I mean, we're definitely not a big hot breakfast in the morning family. Once in a while, we'll do eggs for them. Yeah. Or once in a blue moon, like cream of wheat or something. I just, I don't have the energy to stand there and stir shit, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right with you. That's the last thing I want to be doing in the morning. I actually taught my kids how to make hot breakfast. Yeah, that's great. Or or sometimes they want like toast with peanut butter or something like that. And so they can make the basic. Yeah. For me, that's great because that's one less thing I have to do. Yeah. The other thing is, like you, I have them pack their own lunches. Not all the time, but often. And especially when my oldest was about 10, she really took pride in packing her own lunch. That saves so much time that I can have Sage, Sage, Sage get her pants on because the older <laughs> one's making the lunches. It's <laughs> See, great. That's perfect. And look, you know what? You have gotten to a point where I think it's pretty good in terms of, I mean, plus the kids are older. Yeah, you know it's I mean? easy for me. My kids are 11 and 9. Like, I think for listeners whose kids are like 4 or 5, seven, you know, they're not necessarily like wielding the hot kettle <laughs> to pour yeah, oatmeal. Yeah, of course. So. But I mean, having kids make their own lunches is so huge. I mean, I'm really going to enforce that this year. And one of the reasons why I did it is because honestly, I'm so sick and tired of them coming home with half eaten lunches. Oh, so they blame you. I swear you. that's going to be on my gravestone. When I die, it's going to say she screams so much about her children not eating <laughs> one thing in their lunch. Here lies mom. She made us shitty lunches. Yeah, like what? <laughs> and it's not even Liz, seriously. Uh, I mean, cut up strawberries. Like, hello. Oh, God. That's like my daughter's dream lunch. Right. So really, it was because I was so sick of people coming home with their lunches not eaten. I said, guess what? You guys pack your lunches because then if you complain about it, it's your fault. Well, you just did a post on Cool Mom Picks that was really helpful. Seven tips to help kids pack their own lunches and get out in time in the morning. And that was really helpful for me. Even little things we forget to do, like put all of the lunch-making supplies at arm's reach for I kids. know, it's so simple, but yet, like, if they can't find stuff, then it's a problem. Yeah. Or if they can't reach it, you know what I mean? Like, then it's an issue. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I remember making the big change from, like, oh, maybe I should take all of the cups and bowls and stuff out of the cabinet up high and put it down in a drawer when they were younger. And that changed everything because they could get their own water. They could get their own cereal. So I think that's just like a really simple thing that a lot of parents can do is just make it accessible to kids. When they see it, they're more likely to take it and act on it. Yeah. And I mean, we found some really cool like lunch making stations. And of course, you don't necessarily need to go that far where you have like a cabinet with like labels and everything in there. I mean, when I was on the Today Show, I did a whole thing about bins in your refrigerator that have like the different things in there, whether it's like sandwiches, fruit, veggies, and a snack. So kids can take like one fruit, one veggie. They kind of know like one from column A, one from column B. Exactly. And you know what? That's super organized. Yes, it is super organized. But I think too, if you're trying to empower your kids and you do want to make your life a little easier in the mornings, you know, of course you're going to have to prep that. So at some point it's going to be a little inconvenient for you. 
but you never know. Like, it might make your mornings a lot easier. And in fact, I actually have a breakfast station, too, uh. because I have a protein rule. Like, this is my rule. I have a lot of rules I've, I'm learning today. <laughs> rule number one, don't drink the entire bottle of kefir. Yes, that's, well, that's... Rule number that's, two, kids can pack their own lunches. Yes. Number three, <laughs> you have to have protein. That mm. is my rule in the morning. Because yeah. my kids will come down, and they'll have, like, a waffle with syrup, and I'm like, mm, yeah, that's, like, pure sugar. So what do you give them for protein? <laughs> so I'll have like hard boiled eggs. My kids know how to actually make their own eggs. I have like breakfast sausages that they can microwave or they can put on the stove if they need. I love oatmeal. I like promote oatmeal. I'm an oatmeal promoter because I think that can be a great source of protein. You know, if they can put like granola and yogurt, like that's another one. So yeah. I actually have a list on my bulletin board or my chalkboard in my kitchen of all their options. Like we're a little restaurant. That's great. So then they can look up and say, okay, that's what I want today. And then they can go get it themselves. Actually, yogurt <laughs> is hugely underrated for lunch packing, I think. Like my my kids, you know, they can't take nut butters to school. And one of them likes sun butter. The other, I don't know. She likes it one week and then not the next. I can't keep up with your kids, what they like and don't like. I feel like it's like an SAT problem. It is. <laughs> like if so, Sage so and eats so... <laughs> meat this week and Thalia is sitting next to the one kid who likes eggs, who ate the bologna? Who will eat sun butter today? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We're going to put it on the LSATs. <laughs> no, well, the older one's getting better. I mean, thanks in part to your daughter. She wants to eat everything she eats. Peer pressure. So, yeah. Yay. So she went from eating nothing to now she likes duck and steak and lamb chops and calamari. So anyway, I just want to say to you parents struggling with picky eaters, and I know this is another topic, it will get better. <laughs> like I just didn't push. And then one day, all of a sudden, she's interested in trying stuff. But that said, they're still a little limited when it comes to lunch. Because if I make like mac and cheese or soup or whatever for their thermoses, often it's not warm enough for them. It gets soggy. There's issues with that. So they tend to like a colder lunch. Yeah. So yogurt has been great. Like I usually give them like Greek yogurt. Like I just spoon some of it into a thermos and I put like honey on the side or fruit or something. And that seems to do well, especially for the little one. The older one's starting to eat more food. We have a ton of ideas over on Cool Mom Eats. We'll put those in the links. Of course, everything we talk about will pop in the links over on coolmompicks.com on our podcast page. Um, you know what? Let's Can we just talk about shopping? Because yeah. hello, like that's Back what we do. Shopping. I mean, you found some of the most amazing backpacks and lunch boxes. And don't you think it really helps kids when they can pick their own thing? Yeah. You know? Well, I think for a lot of us back to school, shopping has this kind of emotional connection to when we were kids, right? Like, don't you remember going and like picking out a trapper keeper or like browsing all the cute folders and picking up? Do I want the kittens or the airplanes this year? Like, how am I going to self-define? And I have great memories of that. And so I always want my kids to have something that helps them show their personality, define who they are. Like, it makes them feel really good about going to school, whether it's a new backpack, a new lunchbox, cool new pens, a folder that's decorated with stickers they like, whatever it is. I think it's just another form of self-expression for kids. And as much as I like to just buy everything in bulk, that's cheap. By the way, a lot of schools now have systems where we just kind of pay 
pay a reduced fee up front and then everything is ordered for the classroom. You don't even have to shop. Ugh, so that so sounds we amazing. Do that that sounds good. amazing. And it helps to me. support the school. It's a really good program. And more oh, more schools it does. Are doing that. See that? I yeah. think that's awesome. You know what? The other thing, too, for folks that don't have that service, Target just launched List Assist. Yeah. And so, you know, I looked it up because I was like, eh, are they really going to have everything on the list? And oddly enough, they had most of the things, but like some things like glue sticks didn't end up being on the list. And you're really? like, I know there are glue sticks at Target. So I have to check back and see if it like updates or if there's some, you know, who knows what was wrong with it. But, you know, it can be pretty handy. I think for one of my kids, it had everything except like four items. And I figured, well, if I run into the store, because you can set it where you can just pick up yeah. everything, then I could just run around and grab those four things, which is oh, different is than good. like 40 things. So that's another option for folks. But I think there's something also fun, whether we're online and just spending the six hours browsing the backpacks <laughs> or, you know, going to CVS or Target and picking something out. I like that as a tradition for my kids. It's special. I like doing it together. And um, Gretchen Rubin had this amazing chapter in The Happiness Project in her first book that was really impactful on me, where she wrote about taking her daughter to pick out um, an ice cream cake for her birthday, and that her daughter was spending so much time flipping through the catalog and looking at every cake, and she was like, come on, just pick one, can't we get out of here? Which, <laughs> hello, we've all been there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gretchen, I'm feeling you. And what she realized was that for her daughter, that was the process, that was the fun, the picking out, the looking, the browsing, the imagining. Like, it was never really about the cake or eating the cake. It was always about that fun process of scanning through everything and fantasizing about all the different possibilities. Yes. And that she realized to stop and enjoy that moment because it wasn't about the outcome. It was about the process. I love and, that. I love yeah, that. Isn't that great? Yes. And so that's how I look at back to school shopping now, because I think a lot of parents think like, oh, one more thing to just check off the list. Blah. I get it. We're all busy. But now I devote time to sitting down with my daughter, even if we're just online and we're browsing through, you know, PBK or like the smaller brands that we feature. And we look through all the backpacks and we look through all the lunch boxes, and we really take that time to do it together. And she kind of flags things and bookmarks things and comes back and looks at other things. And it's become actually kind of a nice tradition for us to do that. I love that. I mean, yeah. it is there is a lot of that for me, too. I mean, as much as I could use some of the services, I love to go with all of them and, you know, let them do the searching for the weird purple folder that that one teacher is insistent on having. <laughs> you have a teacher that demands purple folders? Yes. Yeah. There's like different colors. My one friend, you won't believe this on the list erasable pens she's like I have not been able to find them anywhere I was like oh. yeah because it's not 1987 uh, yeah <laughs> you need to put a little Jake Giles on the radio and I know I was like erasable, erasable pens. pens so in a way I get it you're right like there is the convenience of having things ordered but for me especially I love it I mean I love school maybe it's because I was homeschooled so for me like I lost that tradition of going and buying school supplies so like I really, really like it. I find it to be really fun. And also, I like lists. You know, speaking of traditions, yes. Kristen, I had a little fun. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I went on Pinterest, and I was looking at kind of like back-to-school traditions and things people do. And holy crap. No. I would like to have as much time as some of these people have. Okay. <laughs> I'm I want to just read you some of the things I found. And okay. I know some of our listeners get upset when we get snarky about Pinterest, but you know what? Too bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, too bad. These are really funny. And they actually make me feel better as a mom that like, I'm like, yay, I can be in the group that doesn't do these. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we outnumber the moms that do do these. 
I love taking pictures of my kids on the first day of oh, school. Oh, yeah, like, I do, Everybody too. does that, right? I do it, too, yes. They walk out the door. We have, you know, the brick wall. Yep, the <laughs> like brick wall. Like, if you look on my Instagram at mom101. brick wall. Yeah, there's, like, the picture every September of my kids in front of the brick wall <laughs> on the first and last day of school. No big deal. But some of these first day of school photo shoots, oh, my gosh, people are, like, painting entire scenarios, murals what? out of chalk on their sidewalks and having their kids pose. And maybe for you, where you have 45 minutes left in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, right. I can think about 45 million other things that I would be doing in that time. I mean, I just can't imagine being like, come on, kids, we're getting out an hour early so we can have a full photo shoot before school. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I kind of make fun of people who do the signs. Sorry, people, I know you do the signs. Even my I think fr- the signs are cute. My friends do the signs, but I have to say I'm a changed person because now I have all these damn photos of my kids and I don't know what year it is. <laughs> See, the people with the signs, they're good. Yep. That's, that's the good yep. side of Pinterest. Like, I actually yeah, like so now I regret feeling bad about that. Anyway, sorry people with signs. Giant photo shoot. Yes. You would not do. No. But small photo shoot. Yeah, go. Take your phone. <laughs> take a photo. Move on. <laughs> okay. Then I saw somebody recommend. <laughs> I can't even say. I'm afraid. Have a back to school snowball fight in the morning. Like with all these crumpled tissues. Why are we balls? doing that? I have no idea. It was the weirdest Is it thing. to celebrate national colds and flus? <laughs> like literally Why? they're like, we, you know, make a tradition where you crumple lots of pretty tissue papers and your kids have a back to school snowball fight in the morning. I don't even know what to say. All I can think of is that's more crap to clean up. And why would you do that anyway? That's really weird. Whoever did that, like congratulations, you got on Pinterest. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Honestly, I've never heard of anything like that in my entire life. So tell me if you've heard of this one. Someone suggested that you have the backpack fairy visit and fill their backpacks with treats and toys and pencils and goodies. And good luck. (laughs) Charms. Is it an elf that comes? Oh, it's a backpack fairy. Oh, my God. Well, I, you know, I admit my own bias. I don't even like the elf on the shelf thing. I think we have way too many magical creatures giving our children presents throughout the year. Do we really need a backpack fairy? No, we don't. We don't. (laughs) One more expectation. Like, mom, the backpack fairy didn't come on the first day of school. I just want all these people to come to my house in the morning, you know, get here around 5 a.m. and you'll have no time or energy for any of these backpack snowball (laughs) fairy fights, whatever the hell it is. And look, I like the premise behind it. I think there's something sweet on the first day about, you know, I like to just tuck like a little lunchbox note into my kid's lunch on the first day. Oh my God, Liz, how 2002 of you. You know what? (laughs) 2002 was a good year, damn it. (laughs) That's great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I like that. We have to just remember like little surprises are good. Everything doesn't have to be like, I'm the best parent because we have a backpack fairy. And now every other kid in like the first grade is like, oh, we don't have a backpack fairy. Well, let's be honest here. You are not doing yourself any favors because... Because your children will go and tell all their friends that they have a backpack fairy and then they will tell their parents and those parents will not like you. It's like the kid who got an American <laughs> Girl doll from the Tooth Fairy at my child's You'll school. You'll never be invited to another birthday party again. No, no. <laughs> your kid will be ostracized forever. Who's doing That's that? That's hilarious. Make it stop. Okay, so a lot of people do little back-to-school printables, you know, they say, like, good luck, and they wrap it around a pencil or something. I think that's kind of cute. Um, But I saw a lot for candy, like where you put lots of Smarties in a pack that's like, have a smart day, or like tons of (laughs) M&Ms, it's like, have a sweet day. Mine would be to my son, don't be a smarty ass. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, like, how many teachers out there are like, please, parents, please do not load them up with M&Ms before you send them to school on the first day. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's just cruel. I know, I know. And then the last one I saw, this is the one that I kind of was like, really? Now, I know that teacher gifts are a big thing for our readers and our listeners. And end of the year, maybe Teacher Appreciation Day and definitely Christmas, oh, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Those are the I'm all for well, it. Yep. Parents are now creating back-to-school gifts for teachers on the first day. Oh, well, Nothing okay, says, listen. I'm going to be the most annoying parent in your classroom. No. Like, here, I baked I you cookies. I disagree with you on this one. And really? You know, why? you know why? It's because your two children are the sweetest, nicest children. You have never had to bribe anyone <laughs> to take your children, Liz. But it's to me, it's like those parents that slip camp counselors like a $100 bill at the beginning of the year, and they're like, take good care of my kid. Oh, like well, I don't know. I think it's really weird. On the first day, if you're bringing homemade cookies for the teacher, you're either saying, like, I want you to pay extra special attention to my kid, or you're like, <laughs> you're saying you're warning them. Yes, that's that what I'm saying. My kid that's is going to suck. That is a unwritten warning that God bless you. Mr. or Mrs. Teacher. <laughs> and, oh my and thank you very much for taking my child because I've been with them all summer long. No, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. Look, look, I wouldn't send, even if my, my kids were tricky and they're really not, they're awesome. Like, well, I wouldn't send a big gift Maybe basket. people do. Maybe I, I'm missing it. I like it. to I send don't a know. card. You know, honestly, I send an email beforehand. I do. I just say, hi, like, here's my kids. Here's how to reach me. Like, oh, I, you're I do. introducing yourself. I do. I do. You're not bribing them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Except I attach a $400 gift card to Starbucks to the email. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so we'd love to hear from you yes. guys. Let us know what you think. Like, do you have any cool back-to-school traditions? Do you see any things that you think are totally insane? Do you think we're just being super judgy and horrible? And daggummit, you're going to spend two hours doing a photo shoot in the morning. <laughs> and if you have any questions about, like, our morning routines or what has worked for us, we have kids. We've seen it all so far. We don't have teenagers yet, but we're all there. So you can drop us an email, spawned at coolmompics.com. Catch us on Twitter. Use the hashtag spawned show. And you can find us on Facebook, which is where a lot of people have been leaving us messages and comments. And it's just slash cool mom picks. Yeah. And speaking of packing school lunches, Liz, we have way better snacks as our sponsor this week. I am so happy about this because my kids love this stuff. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I'm eating them right <laughs> You're now. Right now. Mm. That's awesome. Well, listen, for our listeners who don't know Way Better Snacks, they make amazing stuff. Non-GMO, they're gluten-free, 100% whole grain. They're really good. You know, I hide them because I don't want my kids to have them, but they're really good for kids. Yeah, they're flavors that my kids are familiar with, too. Like, they have nacho cheese. They have, like, a spicy one. I am currently eating sweet potato. I know you knew that, Liz. You could tell. Just from the sound of the crunch? Mm. Yeah. We could do like a whole thing where you could just eat the different way better chips and I could try to guess which one. That's like the worst part of podcasting ever, right? <laughs> you can't see anything. So you'll just have to take our word for it. They are really good. And if you guys want to find them too, you can just check your local supermarket, places like Whole Foods, your local grocery store. And actually, you know what? We put together a bunch of really great sandwich alternatives on Cool Mom Eats that all involve these tortilla chips. So you know what? If your kids are tired of PB, and J, they want something different. There are so many things you can do with these chips other than eat them right now. <laughs> like you are. <laughs> Just go to coolmomeats.com and you'll find our post about all different cool ways to incorporate way better snacks, tortilla chips into your kids' school lunches for something healthier and a little more interesting than bread. And go to gowaybetter.com to get all the information you need about way better snacks. All right. Well, now it's time for Cool Picks of the Week. 
cool picks of the week. All right, Liz, do you want to go first? Oh, sure. You want me to go first? Yes. Okay. So my cool pick is actually something you found. I did. It's an amazing video. I know it's going viral, so by the time this episode's up, maybe you've seen it, but it's worth watching again 10 times. It's called Embarrassed. It was created by Independent Films, and it's featuring a spoken word poet and parent named Holly McNish. Um, and it's absolutely amazing. You can find it on our Facebook page. If you scroll down to, we posted it on August 11th and you'll see it there. And it is a beautiful, angry, passionate, inspiring rant about breastfeeding. It's unbelievable. It's you amazing. have to watch it. And it. it's gorgeously directed by someone named Jake Dipka. I think it was all done in the UK. Mm-hmm. And it's really about the hypocrisy of women being forced to breastfeed in bathrooms, sitting on toilet lids, while being surrounded by billboards and magazines that are, as she puts it, covered in tits. So this is probably slightly NSFW as far as videos go, but it's very powerful. It is. And she hits on friends who are thrown off of buses or out of a pub for breastfeeding, the shame from strangers and family members, the commercialism of promoting formula in places without clean water. You know, she does say like, hey, if that's your choice, that's fine. But for those of us who want to breastfeed, we should not be forced to sit on crappy, cold toilet seats. Yeah. And I know I'm not doing justice to it. It is incredible. Like, it's just a few minutes of jaw-dropping you can't focus yeah, on anything you can't. else. I, I mean, Amazing it, video. It captures the hypocrisy so well, whether you've breastfed or not. You know that that exists. You know that women are getting thrown out of places. And then meanwhile, you walk along and you see like, you know, half naked women, which whatever, you know, like... It is what it is. But then don't be throwing women out of restaurants. And I, it just captured that so well for me. I loved it. It does. So this good. week, there was a woman who was forced to breastfeed in the bathroom of a Dillard's department store. And ironically, there's a giant picture of boobs. <laughs> in a like sexy bra behind her and how you know boobs are okay when they're sexualized but not when they are used for feeding and nourishing your child so it it came along at a good time there's also national breastfeeding month i think if you have breastfed you will relate to this and you know if you've got relatives who are like a little judgy or people that are uncomfortable or friends who still think that you know you should cover up and put those boobs away. This is maybe a good video to share with them and really help them see the emotional connection and the power that societal judgment has on women and how it can really impact our choices. It's excellent. So that's my cool pick of the week. Embarrassed breastfeeding video featuring Holly McNish. I love it. How about you, Kristen? Mine mine is so silly and simple and not at all like this video, but I think it, you know, people might still like it. Mine is, you ready for this? Yeah. It's an egg pan, Liz. An egg pan? An egg pan. pan. Like a pan for cooking eggs? Yes. Okay. It's like a little teeny pan, right? It's circular. It just fits one egg. And, you know, a couple of my kids really like to cook. So my boyfriend brought it over. He's like, it's adorable. They're going to love this. Well, let me tell you, this. it's like a little tea fowl pan he got at Target. They have been cooking their own eggs every day since he really? got the pan. Yes. And this episode is not brought to you by the Egg Council, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> we no, talked a lot just, about eggs today. I know, but it's so funny. It's just this little pan. So if you're trying to get your kids to cook, it's great for like school mornings. It's perfect because it holds one egg and you don't have to flip it or do anything to is it. Is it like just, a fried egg, a scrambled egg? Yeah, like, just, what do you... well, you could do a scrambled egg, but it's just big enough for one fried egg and it makes it perfectly oh. circular. And so I don't know what it is about it. 
it seems kid-sized, I think. So obviously, make sure that your child is, you know, able to be near a hot stove if you're going to use it. But it's a fantastic little hack if you're trying to get your kids to, like, eat more protein in the morning, make their own foods, get them in the kitchen more. Like, it's fantastic. And it sounds like easy cleanup, too, if you want to get them at the sink more. Yes, exactly. I'll find a link for it, but it's called an egg pan. We found it at Target. That's fantastic. Thank you for that tip. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Spawn. We are so glad you're here. And Liz, we got some new reviews on iTunes. I saw that. It makes us so happy. Thank you so much to all of you who take the time. If you like our podcast, which of course you should, um, you know, in my unbiased opinion, (laughs) when you take the time to just write something nice and give us a nice rating, it really makes us feel good. And hey, it helps others find Spawn. So thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it. Well, huge thanks to our engineer and producer and awesome person, John Bowen. And thank you everyone for subscribing, tweeting us and checking us out on Facebook and sending us emails. We love hearing from you. In fact, this week, we just got a couple of fantastic episode suggestions from our own listeners. So if you have any, send them along to us at spawned at coolmompics.com. We will see them. We will respond and we will be grateful. Thanks for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Good luck with back to school and have a great day. Bye. Bye. 